Shout out to the baddest chat in the land. It is Champside back with y'all. Welcome back to the show today. I have a special guest, one of the smoothest MCs in the game. Uh, if she considers herself an MC, I have Miss Ryan Nico. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well, Mr. Champside. How you doing? Everything is good. Everything is good. Welcome to the show. We want to introduce not only my platform, but the whole boxing community and anyone who watches this to who you are. And okay. uh, what do you, I mean, what would you consider yourself if not an MC? I mean, an MC essentially is what it is. Um, I call it just a flat out ring announcer, you know, um, that, that makes it specific to boxing or, you know, to unarmed combat, I think. But an MC, I have operated in that capacity in various events. So overall, an MC, but on this side, on, in, on the champ side, I would call it a ring announcer just to like for ultimate clarity. Okay. Okay. And what uh, events, well, what events right now are you doing, uh, you know, ring, ring announcements for? Um, so consistently, I've been doing USA Boxing National Tournaments. That is the uh, most consistent gig, I would say, I've been doing for the past two years because they put on so many, uh, you know, so many tournaments. But, I mean, I'm always working in Detroit doing the local Golden Glove shows. And then as far as pro shows go, um, I just hop around. You know, every a lot of promoters are always putting on shows, club shows. Um, so I'm you know, moving and shaking in that world. And um, I guess the most notable would be um, a Salita Promotions card. The International Boxing Hall of Fame had uh, their induction ceremony weekend in June. So I got to work on the undercard with uh, Jim, or under Jimmy Lennon Jr. on the Showbox card. So that was really cool. Um, but I got some pro stuff coming up. October 7th, we got Albert Bell fighting in Toledo at the Glass City Center in Toledo. Um, shout out to Big Green Pulse Boxing for uh, hiring a girl to do that. So, yeah, a lot of work down the pipes. Yeah. I, you know, we working. We outside. <laughs> yeah, I see you working hard. I see you moving around. I was going to ask you if you've had, you know, when people think of ring announcers in boxing, the first two names that come up are Michael Buffer and Jimmy Lennon. Uh, have you got a chance to, I know you just said you met them, uh, met Jimmy Lennon. Can you kind of talk about uh, if he gave you any advice or what kind of things he told you or uh, have you had a chance to uh, speak with those those two prominent ring announcers? So I have not had a chance to talk to Michael Buffer yet, but um, I have had the pleasure of talking to Mr. Jimmy Lennon Jr. And working with him was, it was really like a full circle moment, right? Because Jimmy Lennon Sr. is what, well, so I was the first time that I said, you know what? I want to try to be a ring announcer. I was looking at Jimmy Lennon Jr. And mm. so I like dug into Jimmy Lennon Jr. Like, well, what does he do? You know, what do you, you know? And then um, Jimmy Lennon Sr. comes up and I'm like, oh, this man is like legacy. Like that's, you know, that's a, uh, it's just like a thing, like, you know, it's in his blood type stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, seeing him in June was like, yo, Jimmy Lennon Jr., like, you the man that made me want to do this. Really? You know, that's when I saw you, that's when the light bulb hit. So he received that information. He was just really, really attentive 
and like ready for answer, ready to answer questions. Also, he um, does a good job of just making you feel welcome and like you belong. So, you know, he complimented my, uh, I, I wear, like sometimes I wear these like eye jewels when I announce. And he was like, you know, I might have to get some of those, you know, and just, <laughs> just always in, in his, the most solid advice was to, although I'm really not like this, like ring announcing really is as simple as I love to watch people box. Right. And I get to be close up and I get to hear the punches hitting the body and I get the full experience. You know what I'm saying? I might get flicked with a little sweat or something, you know, too. So it's it's all about watching people box, but he did give me some sound advice, which was to you know basically keep your ego in check and know that it's always about them mm. boxing. Facts. So every announcer has a style, right? Have you developed your style, and what would you say your style is? Uh, introducing uh, fighters and making announcements. Right. Great question. Um, how do I put this? I don't want to say just no, I don't have a style because of course everybody has a style. Like it's what you present, what you present is your style. But when you're putting your work out into the world, you don't know how people receive it specifically. I do know that people receive it. I do know that people appreciate how I how I announce their names, how I, you know, if it even if it's a foreign, you know, somebody that's not from the USA, like I'm gonna put that splat on it. Like how they mama say it, that's how I want to say it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like people really appreciate that. Um, people appreciate how clear I am on the mic. But if I had to define my style, I guess what I'm trying to do is make sure people are ready for the like the audience. I want them to be hyped and ready because y'all about to see some action. And I want boxers to feel like this day last like battle cry <laughs> yeah. know, before they go to Sparta, you know? So like whatever that style is, is what I hope that I'm giving off. Well, I mean, I think, you know, as someone who is also on the microphone, that's why I say, you know, some people think of an MC, they don't, they're not really sure what that is, right? It's a master of ceremonies. It's a microphone controller, right? So when you're announcing in the ring, you are controlling what everyone in the room is hearing. So maybe from the outside, you don't think you have a style, right? But even when you interview, you have a style, you have a, a rhythm, a pace. And so even if you haven't really thought about your style you already have one and you know maybe that's to be developed more you know i think i um have you met uh david diamante oh yes yeah a lot right oh, so, i see I, when i go to the matchroom shows he okay so let's talk about his style right and and because i don't know so to me i would say david diamante is definitely boisterous mm -hmm. but he's raw it's a certain type of, uh, like Jimmy Lennon Jr. is very polished. It's a higher octave. It's light and floaty, but it's clear. Mm -hmm. David Diamante is clear, but it's more of a, you know, it's got more of a growl to his style. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's a swag. It's more swaggy versus like, 
polished, you know. Uh, yeah, so sure. No, but but have, I have you noticed what he does to everyone's name? Yeah. Oh, he says their last name twice. Right. That is yes, and that that's what I'm saying. More than even the pitch is he's developed his style. So when people say Nick Ryan Nico Nico, people are like, why did he say his name twice? Why did he say her name twice? And In an interview, I saw like that's that's not. It's he's old. not the originator of it. Yeah, it's old. It's old for sure. So, you know, he does that because, which I think is really, really cool. He wants to make sure, even though it's all this noise and everything's going on, at least people get a second chance to hear who's about to box, who's a, right. what's about to go down. Right. So I really do appreciate that about his style. Um, it's helpful. So that's all I'm trying to be, especially, and then you got like, you know, the commissioners, the judges, everybody ringside. Like you have to be able to, like, it is a show, but they have to know what's going on. You know, you got to get decisions. It's just, you got to get the information out. So, and everybody needs to be on the same page. Right. But right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you, that's, that's all I, you know, just something to think about as you develop and you know what I mean? You keep hitting these shows and people might, you know, you remember that ring announcer? Remember how she, I mean, I think you're doing a great job. I, I've been watching. So just, just, just the thought. Uh, so let's get into some boxing talk. Well, let's let's go back a little bit towards your origins. Uh, okay. The the general question, the generic question for everybody is, how did you get into boxing? How did you begin doing what you do now? Right. So um, essentially, I just wanted to get in shape. It was 2021, early 2021. 2020, you know, we were all locked down. So your girl was locked down and loading up the pounds, you know? So um, I was basically like, I got to do something about it. And I grew up hooping, like I grew up playing team sports and in a different city. So it's not as easy to like say, hey coach, can you open up the gym so we can run full court? You know, like I can't just say, let's run it in Detroit without, a, you know, 10, like five on five, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just right. not the connections that I have yet in Detroit. Um, so it's easier to just move dolo. And so I'm like, well, what can I do dolo that was going to keep me involved? And I know that the boxing workout is crazy, right? Like super just in intense. So, um, I went to super bad boxing gym, but I didn't realize that I was walking into a den of like real killers. Like, you yeah. know, like it just, and then, you know, when you walk in, it's like, Everybody's like, oh, hello, you you know, come on in. Like, you want to work out? Sure. But it's people that live, eat, and breathe it at the pinnacle of the the game, you know, at, uh, or, you know, the athleticism. So, you know, when you walk into a place like that, it's like you're getting the best workouts and you're getting shredded pretty quick and you want to learn to be good. Like, you want to be like what you see sparring in the ring, you know? So it was like motivation from just, feeling good, looking good, working out and having fun doing the sport and wanting to learn it and wanting to be close. And so I do have like, so how it transitions though. I mean, I do have experience. I have some um, like professional theater experience, both backstage and on stage. Um, I do a lot of voiceover work and also, you know, so there's that experience and then intertwine with, me wanting to be at the fights 
and see people do it at, at the highest level. You see how expensive it is to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, shit, how, I'm sorry. I'll shoot. You know, how can I like stay close to the sport? Um, and then the wheels just started turning. I was, I, I used to buy a lot of pay-per-views when I started really getting into it and, uh, saw Jimmy Lennon and I was like, well, maybe I can do that. I got some similar experience. It is a show after all, you know? Um, and I like being like a part of the show and close to the real, the main event, you know, the real action, which is the box. So did you kind of push your way into doing it the first time or did someone see you and say, you know, based on what you've done and what I see from you, you would do really well doing this. How did you get that first opportunity? I was like, hey, y'all, I want to be a ring announcer. Excuse me, you? I want to be a ring announcer. Hey, you? I want to be a ring announcer. You know, and uh, it it was basically like, I think I could do that. Um, So it was all me. I'm telling you, I was watching pay-per-view and I was like, maybe I could do this. You know, that's how I can stay close to the sport. That's how, you know, that's what it is. Um, So I just started telling everybody and really, you know, just um, got mentors in the city um that were already doing pa work you know to shadow them i started shadowing i started um sending linkedin messages to ring announcers on you know Mm. to ring announcers like hey can i come shadow can i come watch you know and people were pretty receptive as long as i can get there you know um luckily um and so you know that's kind of just how it took off but i definitely keep asking people you know, I'm at the point where I'm like, hey, can I ring? Well, at, at first now it's good that people ask if I'm available. You know, that's really yeah, cool. Sure. So that that's like progressive for me. That is something that I noticed. But at first I was like, hey, can I announce your show? You should you should let me announce the show, you know. Yeah. So you seen the vision and you followed through and now you're here. So that's what's up. That's, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. What do you think is the biggest challenge? Uh, to what you do and can you elaborate on maybe one of your crazy experiences so far uh, doing this? Um, Biggest challenges would be like that pre-game preparation. I got, I don't want to call it a game, but you know, the pre, the pre-fight prep, you know, um, usually on cards, you know, it's not just one, one bout. You know, you got 10 bouts on the, you know, even six or seven. So just making sure you got everybody's information right, making sure you familiarize yourself with all, you know, 12 to 20 people. That's kind of a lot of work. And for me, I would say it's not, it's not like the muscle memory isn't quite there. So I have to make sure that I'm like on point and everything's written out in like succinct. Um, so that, I guess, is the biggest challenge, but that's just the prep work that makes it easier, you know, um, on fight night. And then also uh, the weigh-ins are a little bit of a practice for fight night. So it's just like the start, the start of like prepping for a car is the most challenging part. Then after that, after you've gotten everything written out, records written out. Um, you get your weights and things filled in at the weigh-ins, but you know, hometowns, pronunciations, those type of things sometimes is unclear. So you have to like search to make sure you, maybe somebody's done an interview where they say, oh, my name is XYZ, you know, um, and a crazy experience. 
haven't had any crazy experiences so far. Like, and and when I say crazy, because crazy can be good or bad, right? I mean, just something that I don't know that stands out in your mind that says, I, I guess it doesn't have to be crazy. I mean, it could be abnormal. It could be like, I don't know anything. What's, I don't know. What experience do you think stands out in your mind the most? The most, let's go with most recent. Like it was like a shameful experience. Um, so Shakur Stevenson has a cousin. He's been coaching his cousin, Zayquin Moses. Mm -hmm. And for like three tournaments, I was saying Zayquin. And I just hate that, you know? And so what happened was what made me question it was I had to step away from the mic um, at the at this last chance qualifier. So basically this month was the last chance qualifier in Colorado. And I had to step away from the mic. I was the only one uh, announcing this tournament. And you got like 80 bouts that you have to announce. So sometimes you got to step away and handle some business, you know? So um, uh, Zay Quinn is getting announced. And I heard the uh, the man that stood in for me say his name differently than what I said. And I was like, how how he say what? So I had to go, you know, so I went over to Zay Quinn and I'm like, I've been saying this guy's name wrong for like three tournaments now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like to even even though Zay Quinn, Zay Quinn, somebody could say tomato, tomato. That's a huge deal for me. Oh yeah. So I was the most like that's the thing that's standing out most like, well, I'm glad it didn't take me 10 years to get this man name right, you know. Yeah, that's so, a big one, right? Yeah, because like I say, anytime I interview somebody, I always I know it's hard to do that with what you do, but that's like, yeah, you will want to know, like, correct me if I'm saying it wrong at the worst. But somebody yeah, just got me. And because the man, the Shakur, got such a huge following, and he recording his cousin, and it's like za, and it's like he not za. Yeah. It's he probably because it's common. You know what I mean? You know how people have certain names that everybody messes up and they get so tired of correcting people they just be like whatever yes i get it yeah I get it. but um champ side if y'all some boxers and y'all see me come correct me okay if i say it wrong once come come over come through let your girl know because we're gonna get it right okay facts. So. facts so let's talk about a little bit of women's boxing as a whole uh, I seen you interviewing Alicia Baumgartner, Clarissa Shields, a lot of different of the top women's boxers. What's your overall thoughts on the status of women boxing as it stands today? Oh, it's up. It's more up than it's ever been, I would say. Um, these girls, these women are making a living. You know, they're not, they don't have side hustles for, I mean, you know, they do. You have to have multiple forms of income just in today, today in general. But they're making a living wage boxing. And it's a lot of them that are able to do that. It's more and more. Um, so I think that women's boxing is up and I hope that it continues to go that way. I think that um, the athleticism is different. And it seems like as we age, you know, as um, like the human race ages, as we continue to go through technology, we probably will only get bigger, smarter, faster, um, you know? So I think it's exciting. Now, I don't know um, how other people receive women. You know, I know that 
females boxing, especially for older generations, um, is problematic. You know, some people don't want to see women hitting each other. But um, they athletes, they are really phenomenal athletes. They work hard. And um, I'm excited to see where women's boxing is going for real. Yeah, um, on that, uh, I saw you did a great interview with Alicia Baumgartner, by the way. I think it was maybe over a year ago, the one where y'all sat down. Um, y'all on different couches. and That was a great interview. Um, Thank you. What are your thoughts on Alicia and the recent situation? Um, if you, you don't have to say much if you don't want to, but, you know, a lot of people, uh, of course, switched sides on her, switched up on her, didn't give her the benefit of the doubt after uh, the recent situation with uh, the positive test. Anything you want to say about that? Um, sure. I mean, I'm I'm OK to say my sentiments on it, you know, um, and from what I know, you know, and believe. So, of course, we're not with someone 24 hours of every second of every day. Right. But in my heart, you know, um, I would bet everything that Alicia is a clean fighter. You know, um, I know how she rolled, period. So she's clean. Um, and the next thing to do would be to make sure that the process is spelled out and you figure out, you know, um, what what's going on um how did whatever whatever the um, substance was how did it get there how could it possibly have gotten there you know but overall I would say that she's doing her due diligence um to make sure her real fans knows that she takes her craft seriously and that she is um you know she fights with honor so um that's that you know it's I think also I'm not the person going through this but I would hope or what I take from this is that when you go through a storm, it's like a weed out process. It washes the crap and the crud mm. away. Right. So people who flipped, good riddance. And when the truth come out, you know, when when um, the real science is revealed, then they're going to be looking stupid. Yeah, like I think it's unfortunate that uh, she could do whatever she she could become undisputed and all of this, but they don't put they no one. Uh, let me put it, let me, let me reverse what I'm about to say. I think it's unfortunate that she got the most attention from this opposed to anything she's accomplished in her career, right? So that means people are watching her, but when she's winning, they don't have much to say, right? But if they see her stumble or her fall, then everybody has something to say. Now they're posting her on ESPN and Sports Center and all of this, right? So those things to me should align with you know, when you become undisputed, when you win, not necessarily your downfalls, but that's just how the world is. So, but to my next question, uh, Clarissa Shields has been, you know, dominating women's boxing. Uh, in my opinion, she's uh, put it on the map tremendously. What do you think about a battle of the sexes? So Keith Thurman came out. I don't know if you're familiar with Keith Thurman's career and stuff like that, but basically Clarissa has been pressing his button pressing his line, like, hey, I want to fight Keith Thurman. I, I could be Keith Thurman. And so Keith Thurman came out, who was a unified champion, and he said... One time. Huh? One time. Yeah, 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 one time, exactly. And so, you know, he's out there... Call, they call the man one time for a reason. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so now he's saying, you know, sometimes you got to do things different. I, You know, sometimes he said a battle of the sexes. What do you think about 
Clarissa and Keith Thurman fighting in some type of exhibition, maybe where they wear headgear or something like that? Um. <laughs> okay. First and foremost, shout out to the quote. Uh, I'm a quote fan. You know what I'm saying? I really do appreciate Clarissa. Any other Clarissa haters, you know, shh, be quiet tonight. Is the, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> um, but how do I feel about it? Okay, so just knowing Clarissa, right? And I know that like, um, she's a big personality. But Clarissa understands that she's a woman fighting of not just any boxer, but a world champ. You know what I'm saying? A male, a male world champ. She understands that. Like she does. Um, and she really is talking about outboxing. I don't think she's really talking about like the power exchange, you know. Um, she's talking about going toe-to-toe on points now. Do I want to see it? Sure. In a sense, right? It's nuanced. I want to see it if, I mean, I'm, there's men, there's women, and that's what exists in the world for me, you know? And I hope that's not, but there are people and humans and whatever you want to call yourself, call yourself that, be that, I'm really one of them. Like I'm, I'm, Give me your pronouns and I'm going to respect your pronouns. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm respecting, you know. And no, so, I know exactly what you're saying. So, at the same time, though, it could be fun. But if Keith, if Keith Thurman was to do it and pop one off real hard, you know what I'm saying, one time, then we all going to be mad. Then we all going to be like, ah, you know. So, let's see how it's done. You know, I think it could be fun. I think that it could be, there's a way to do it, but how, I don't know. We'd have to get the experts in there because as soon as Keith like let one off, then everybody's going to be mad. <laughs> no, it's, trust me. I know exactly what you're saying. And a lot of my audience has, you know, they feel a certain way because they don't want to see one of the sisters get beat up by anybody. You know what I mean? Especially no man. Like you know, some some of the men on my channel might want to run down on Keith Thurman, like you said, if he hit her the wrong way or you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I know what yeah. you mean by that. But let's talk about a fight that can happen in women's boxing. And that's Clarissa Shields versus uh, Shadesha Green, who is uh, up and coming, rising super fast. They've been going back and forth on Twitter, going back and forth. What are your thoughts on that fight? I want to see it. Make it happen today. Make it happen, you know what I'm saying? Make it happen ASAP. You think um, she's ready for Clarissa right now? I think I think that we would see a good fight. Yeah, I do. I do think that we would see a good fight for sure. Um, you know, they've had experience sparring. They're both strong women. Um, so let's see it. But I'm coming also from a fan perspective. Like I'm a boxing fan first and foremost. I've seen Shadeza fight, I've seen her fight. You know, um, this February, uh, this May, or when was it? August, you know, um, and I'm excited about it, Shadeja Green. You know, I think that she improves each time. Also, like the different personalities that both of them bring. You know, Clarissa is, I'm the quote, I'm here, I'm the baddest. Shadeja, like, I'm here too. I'm sweet. I'm a lover, but I'm cold, you know, and I'm strong. And so I just think that it's good for women's boxing to see the two. So that's, you know, that's the perspective I'm coming from. So I'm excited to see it, especially like um, 
it seems like those would, that fight would bring more eyes. And so anytime we can get more eyes to the sport of women's boxing, like, let's do it. So I think they're doing, although then there's this human side of me that makes me sad to see how they beefing about it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I understand that that also drives interest. So we're going to let them cook. We're going to let them do their thing. And hopefully a a great fight is made where they get some uh, pay pay. You always need a great dancing partner or a great rival. And uh, so far, she they've tried to attach people to her like Christina Hammer. Uh, I won't say Savannah Marshall because she can box. But there has been some women who just they have built their career off of attaching themselves to Clarissa, whereas I think mm-hmm. she really got skills. She got talent. And, uh, you know, sometimes you meet your match or your reflection, right? So we don't know if 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 that's her, but I know what Clarissa would say, right? So, but... Uh, yeah, I know what she would <laughs> Yeah. So uh, any, any thoughts on, and speaking of another mega fight in women's boxing that I was kind of wanting to see is Alicia Baumgartner versus Amanda Serrano. That... What do you think about that fight? Um, I would first off, that's a great opportunity. You know what I'm saying? An, again, a mega fight where eyes is everywhere. I could imagine. I can only imagine like what the vibe would be. Um, so that's a mega fight. It needs to happen. Um, but you know, there's if they can get the business right, make it happen. You know. Um, but it, I, I think it. Like, I can't imagine. So a lot of times I try to think, especially because I've seen these women fight multiple times, like, you know, Serrano gives like bunches of punches. She tatting them off. Alicia, like the the sniper, you know what I'm saying? Like calculated, smooth. So it's like, how does a person who can get them off match up against a person who is going to slip and move and you know i don't i i don't know like i can't picture it in my mind like i can't picture how i want to i want to be able to picture it is what i'm saying but the fight yeah. needs to happen. you know uh amanda serrano is one of the best fighters in the world so i think and she's been at it longer than ab has so you know um that would be like another test for ab but then also, like, it's a test for the girl that's on top, too, you know, because there's some hungry younger people coming ready to get active. So, um, yeah, I think it would be a showdown for sure. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. You're saying that uh, Serrano, which she does, throw a lot of volume, right? She's rapid fire. Like you said, she throws a lot of punches and bunches, combinations. And I'm noticing Alicia more and more now is picking her shots. You know what I mean? She's being very strategic about the timing. You know, she's not going to try to overwhelm you just because she's going to be very strategic about how she uh, answers you and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to those. Is there anybody else in women's boxing who you think we should be talking about that may not get as much love? Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah, it did cut out, though. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, uh, so basically what I was just saying is that... um, that you know you're right about the the style contrast between Alicia and Amanda. Amanda throws a lot of shots. Alicia uh, picks her shots. She's very strategic. Uh, but what I was going to ask you is, 
Is there anyone else in women's boxing who you feel like doesn't get talked about or should get talked about more? Or maybe you just got your eye on. Uh, if yeah, he- I, I definitely have my eye on a couple women's like a couple pros. Um, there's a lady. Her name is Beatriz Ferreira. I think she a Brazilian. Mm. And I saw her fight three minute rounds in Cleveland last October. Um, she defeated a fighter, uh, an experienced fighter, actually. Her name is um, Taz Brown from Florida, the golden child. I don't know if you know who she is. Um, I haven't heard of either one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, Ferreira is a beast. Um, There's another girl who's up and coming new. Her name is Faye Fiver. She reminds me of like a a little Mike Tyson or something. I think she's from New York. But she was, but Faye Fiver was fighting on the, uh, the TCL, the Team Combat League. Oh, she was fighting. Yeah, she was fighting for Atlanta on there. But um, I'm excited for those two women for sure, those pros. Um, but I, oh man, I should say weight classes. Um, I think they weigh like 125. Like they they would be in like the Serrano, um, Alicia Baumgartner, like that super featherweight featherweight type of weight, and they cold to me. So. Those ladies, uh, man, uh, Ferreira, she, um, I think she even went to the Olympics and, and represented Brazil in the Olympics and did her thing. But um, I'm excited about those two ladies, yeah, for okay. sure. Well, I'm sure, the, I'm sure, listen, these a lot of people watch my channel, they're going to look her up. You know, they'll find, they'll box wreck everything about her if you say. Yeah, that. find the ladies, y'all. Find the ladies. Faye Fiver, yeah. Beatrice Ferreira. I hope I'm saying it right. You know, um, seek them out, seek them out, find them, go follow them on Instagram or something, you know? So what does it mean to be casually hardcore? <laughs> so <laughs> it's purpose is purposely, what do you call it? Is that an oxymoron or is it called a, uh, when two things are the opposite? It is an oxymoron. It is kind of like contradictory, I, right? I like it. I actually like it, but what does it mean to you? So for me, it was, you know, I'm two years in the game, right? I've been watching boxing for two years. So I'm coming in like at the, at, in the middle of people's eras that people know now to at the end of people eras, like, um like, you know, the Crawfords and the Spences. So I would consider myself a casual fan in the sense that I have no real time in like that, you know, with boxing people that I know they've been around for decades following the the sport for years and years so I would consider myself a casual fan but ain't nothing casual about my newfound passion for this sport so what I'm hoping is I can bring because you know a lot of my friends and audience and people that know me they're not boxing people you know so I'm hoping that I can bring these type of people in like come on y'all see how great this sport is like come on casuals come with me follow me I'm the casual Jesus (laughs) yeah you know that's follow right. me to this world and then hopefully the hardcore fans will say you know what we respect you casual girl come on in we love your love for this game that we've been loving for years so that's really what it's all about so find me at ryan underscore nico on instagram so that's r h as in henry r h y a n underscore n e c o and then my youtube channel is called casually hardcore um on on youtube so if you put in casually hardcore two words then you then i'll pop up 
and you can find me. So yeah, please follow me, y'all. Follow me on YouTube too, so I can crank it out as motivating me to. That's I quote I quote lyrics all day, but I'm I'm chilling out today, right? Because I'm in interview mode, so I'm not doing okay. like all my normal shenanigans. <laughs> but okay. let's talk about a different Ryan. Uh, what did you think about Ryan Garcia versus Gervonta Tank Davis? Uh, that was a big fight this year. Uh, what were your thoughts on that fight? Um, I love the buildup. I love I love those um, both personalities. So I was excited to see it. You, you know, um, I feel like through Ryan Garcia, I get to get a second chance at the De La Hoya era. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe that's a repeat of that, which I know was exciting in boxing. So that's what Ryan brought. Plus, like, he seems so cool and sweet, you know, like, and he seems like a hard worker. So I like that about him. And I like that he's not real macho. Like, he's like, I want to fight you, Tank. I can do it. Like, give me a chance. You know, I love that type of energy. It's not real, like, ego fight. So I like that side. And then Tank, you know, that's Tank. Like he a killer, he go and he, to me, he comes off as like, this is the cover of the book, and this is what the book is, you know. I I you gonna get what you see, and you and I'm and I mean what I say. So to see his like, just experience, like to me, I would feel like Tank is young, right, a young man, but you know he kind of come off like he grown out here for real. So you know he got some experiences. So to see those like that, like young doughy experience and then that like grown man type of energy come together, um, I thought was a really good buildup. And then Tank did what he said he was going to do. So, you know, who do you who do you think is the best of Tank Davis, Javante Davis, Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney? Right. I mean, we don't know until they fight, but. Who do you think will come out on top? We have to. Okay. All right. Let's answer this. Let's be brave and answer this. Tank, Devin, Shakur. How do I do this? Okay. I'm sorry. Let me think this out, right? Because, right, you, we this question, duh. We could, we could come back. Also great. But, okay, so let, let, me, let me give my – I'm going to try to be brief. I know I'm – okay, I'll try to be brief. So, Tank is powerful. He's smart. He moves, and he gonna knock your ass out if he touches you. Dev can, to me, can really box. I know everybody was all controversial about you know his last bout, but to me, what I I just know how I feel after a fight, and I felt like, whoa, yes, he made it. You know what I'm saying? He made it through. The young champ made it. So that's how I was feeling. So I was. Ultimately, I was definitely convinced that he won that fight. You know, um, so also then you got Shakur, who just don't get touched, embarrasses people so bad, like makes like because it's different to get knocked out. Like that's kind of like respectable. Like, dang, you got hit, you got touched. Everybody get touched, but like to get outclassed and hopped and skipped around on and smiled at the whole time and dimples just deep you know what I'm saying like it's a genuine smile with Shakur like that's just something that's un oh if I gotta choose I guess I'm gonna go with Shakur okay because okay. Like, the feeling the feelings that I've had when watching them the most like 
the most like adrenaline has come from seeing Shakur embarrass people the way that he does. For sure. No, I get that. Um, I saw you uh I saw you were at uh Spence Crawford fight week, and you may have not known it, but during the week I wore a jaw shirt, maybe like maybe, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday or something like that. And I saw you at the fight rocking the jaw shirt. So I I don't know if you just purposely, you know what I mean? Did not try to take your, I mean, take your style. I don't know what's up with that, but no, nah, how did you enjoy the fight? Did you enjoy yourself in Vegas and that? I, I tell people it was, a, it was a lot of beautiful people there and it wasn't no issue, wasn't no drama. Uh, that was a big fight weekend. What did you think about it and the fight? So that was my first big fight weekend as an adult. Um, I did get to go to like Pernell Whitaker and some, like I was little though and didn't appreciate, didn't appreciate. So that was my, I was like, I went out there by myself um, and I was like, I'm going to experience this. So if we're going to talk about it, I, I realized I've been spoiled as a ring announcer. I wasn't on the floor. I was in the seats behind the floor section. Mm -hmm. and I could see everything, but I didn't know that it would affect me so much by not hearing the punches. Mm. So I was like, I had to get adjusted to that, you know? So people, I'm by myself, right? So I don't know anybody that's next to me, and I'm like, I can't. But I be talking to people, so I'm like, I can't hear. And everybody was like, like, what are you? Yeah. Everybody was like, what are you talking about? Right. So that was um, a situation. That was an experience, right? Like, okay, well, when you go to these big fights, you know, like, you could, you know, my ticket was $1,300. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, that's where I could sit, you know? So, um, pay for my was, ticket too. Trust me, I know. Jeez, you know, so I'm like, okay, this is something. Being in the environment is cool. But when I tell you, I ring announce because I just like to watch people box. So everything else is kind of like just irrelevant at the t or trivial. I want to just be tuned in. So I need to be closer and maybe I need to be closer. Um, so that was like the things that were going through my mind. But the the environment was great. Pe the people were great. They saw me with my jaw shirt on. So and it, it was it was bud fans everywhere i was like outnumbered i felt like in there really so, you, i thought it was the opposite really yeah i think well, so my section we they was omaha there were some dallas guys next to me you know um who ended up being cool because they saw my jaw shirt you know but i was we i was getting bullied you know what i'm saying you, but in a way yeah, do you think do you think the rematch would be different if they fought again? At what at one fifty four? Why you look so sad? I look sad. <laughs> you, look, you look super sad that I asked that question. I I mean, at either way, I hope it would be at fifty four. But yes, I think it's gonna be different. I think that uh, you got. He, so, and this is the thing, I don't have anything against Terrence Crawford. Like, I was amazed and was like, that that man is the man, you know, afterwards. But it's just the way that my the way that my intro was to both of those fighters, I was more way more familiar with Earl Spence's story 
And then I seen him fly out of a car, you know, like, so like, as much as this man is a complete stranger to me, by the way, there was just this like, oh, we're, I'm rooting for this guy. Look at him like heal and be a beast again. But, you know, after watching the fight, after um, listening to the buildup, you start to, um, you know, learn more about Terrence Crawford. And he has a, you know, his story is crazy, too. So um, but but basically my emotional thing, like I'm I was more attached to the persona that is Errol Spence before the persona that is Terrence Crawford. And so that is how I that's what I was rolling moving off of. So I'm gonna say yes, the fight at 154 is gonna be different. Um I'm gonna keep hope alive that it's gonna be different. <laughs> I got you, I got you. So it is. Uh, Canelo Charlo fight week. That's one of the reasons why I felt it would be the best to do this interview now because we are going into the undisputed fight week. You got Jermel Charlo, twin brother of Jamal Charlo. He's considered the little bro, little Charlo. And, you know, he wants to prove that he's big Charlo, that he's not to be played with. He's moving up to 168 pounds from 154, where he's already been undisputed. Um, can he win? Do you think he can win this weekend? Um, and do you think, I mean, what are your thoughts on that fight? Most, pe most people don't believe he can win. Of course he can win. I mean, who are we to say he can't win? That's some hater, raider, hater nation type stuff. Of course he can win. Now, he's moving up, what, two weight classes? Um you know, we saw Canelo last year. Was that last year when he fought Bivol? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, right. that was like. Uh, right. he did, yeah, he fought Bivol in late 21, I think. And he fought um, John Ryder in May of 2022. Right. So we see what happens when you move up a couple weight classes. You know what I'm saying? Even the greatest fall. Um. So, but of course we can win. Because there's this thing, right, where I'm wondering. Like, like the two of them combined, they got like 100 bouts between them so like at what point does the ex does it does experience not matter anymore or is that ever even a factor because like say charlo's i mean whereas canelo's got like 65 fights you know um charlo still has almost 40 fights you know and but that's still almost double the experience so it's kind of like you got a goat you got a Hall of Famer, Canelo, saying, you know, I, I stay ready so I ain't got to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ready to stay on top. He not putting down – he's not going to – it's not going to be easy, right? Um, so, but at the same time, like, we don't see what these – how these people working. We don't see the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that's going on behind. We don't know what people's mind is like. So to, for somebody to say that Charlo can't win, sounds like a hater. But you're picking. Who are you picking? I, I mean, I, what do you mean? Ain't no pressure. Who you got with it? It ain't no pressure. Don't tell me. We don't want to hear. We don't want you to tell us what we want to hear. We want to know what you think. That's what makes it your interview. Who you got? Canelo, Charlo. I'm not a godder. I, but I guess it's like, because okay. my thing is, who are you rooting for? And I, they both great. But okay, so okay, let let me not be a, a answer. Player. However you like, 
Let me not be rooting for such and such. I mean, I feel like almost obligated to root for the brother in Texas, you know? Pero a mi mexicanos. Te amor y tu peleas es muy fuerte. You know what I'm saying? So like, like all love to the all love to Mexico. Canelo is the man. Um, so it's like, who am I rooting for? I'm gonna be like rooting for the underdog. But then it's a different, it's nuanced because if you say, well, look, right, you gotta vote, you gotta put your money down. Then I'm putting my money down on Canelo because I don't want to lose my money, you know? So it's like I'm torn. Yeah, see, I told y'all she's a very smooth operator. Do you see how she that's how you but that's exactly how it is. I mean, you got someone. They say you don't bet with your heart, right? So your heart may feel like, oh, I want this person to win. I hope they win. I'm rooting for them. But your money, where you if you had to, if you had to bet the house and be out of home, who would you put your money on? Right. It's not always the person you root for that you hope wins. So trust me, we we know it very well over here on the champ side. Uh but I'm looking forward to that fight. I'm looking we forward to that. We're not a fighter, so you know, just beware. Wait, what did you say? I said I am a lover, not a fighter. So oh, okay. You know, I was going to ask you if you had to if you had to beat anybody up recently, uh, or ever. If I had to beat somebody up, yeah, I don't really play them games. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about to be. I'm too. I don't play them games. I like to de-escalate stuff because, you know, conflict can get real ugly and real real out here. Um, so. I'm a de-escalator. I haven't had to beat anybody up. And God willing, I don't ever have to lay hands or, you know, use force on anybody. What do you think is the most important thing you want people who are not familiar with you to know about you um, and what you're doing? Or maybe not most important, but what would you like people to know? Okay. Um, good question. Know that it's simple for me. I like to watch people box. You know, the main thing is I like to watch people box. That's what I'm here for. Um, Business-wise, though, I am here to work. So promoters, hire your girl, all right? I'll make the show smooth, good, entertaining, and, you know, I'm ready to work. So on one end, I'm a boxing fan. I just want to watch people box. On the other end, I work. Like, that's what I do. Um, so I'm going to make sure I take the craft seriously. Um, it's I'm going to be prepared, polished. Like, I'm not out here just kicking and being cute with good baby hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm for real about ring announcing. So, yeah. That's, you, that's it. What do you think? Uh, where do you, Where is your ultimate goal? Like, when you envision what you're doing, where do you see uh that moment for you being like what's your ultimate what's the what's the peak of what you're doing what is it right like? thank you for asking that question this helps me too because when you're just doing something because you love it it's easy to just float about and have a good time but I do think that it's important to set goals because people gotta eat so um I imagine that the bigger the show, the networks, those, you know, you get paid more do doing that. 
And to be able to get paid to do what you love is the ultimate. That's like the real, not even an American dream. That's like the universal dream, in my opinion. So um, a goal would be to announce shows like Jimmy Lennon Jr., to be with a network where I get to see the best boxing in the world all the time, you know, um, to be considered, you know, just, just a staple in the community that isn't, that's going to keep boxers wanting to do their thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and keep boxers excited to share with me their experiences um, and to ultimately like make some of the best boxers in the world feel hyped and ready before that before the bell so you know i just want to do that for years to come yeah i think like with anything you have to or when you envision the the peak of what you're doing or where you would like to be it makes it easier to manifest and actually bring it forth because you've envisioned it you said well i'll you know i thought about being here and just like you got into this right you sitting at home you saw jimmy lennon you started taking those steps so um I mean, I can, you know, when I watch you and, and I see you do your interviews, I think you're very smooth. You have a great pace and the fighters seem like they're very uh, intrigued and, you know, they're into it. And it it helps that you are a woman that's attractive. I don't, no offense. I'm not, you know, respectfully, but. I receive it, brother. I'd rather you call <laughs> yeah. attractive than an yeah. ugly one. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I mean, just personally, I have tried to look for people like you. So when I saw you, I was like, I got to follow you and let me, you know what I mean? Pay it forward. Because I remember when people saw me and was like, man, you doing your thing. Come on my channel. Come on my, uh, come on my radio station. So I'm just, I'm just paying it for it really. Um, Thank you. And I do want to like hear your flowers too, because, you know, you're one of the, um, like, not if one of, but the station that I go to the platform that I go to for news for insight you know and I always am checking in with champ side to see what's up because you are like you, you like they say you own the ball you are on we're getting just intelligent info from and, and to me you're not trying to be like one-sided you're pretty factual and you're real logical about the way you go about things which I respect so um yeah, shout out to Champ Side. I really it's a big deal being on here. So, you know, thank you for having me on because it's uh I recognize that, you know, you the man in in, in yeah. boxing news. Well, I wouldn't say I'm the man. Like I said, I, I've been doing this, I haven't been doing it that long. I mean, considering some people have been in this their whole life, I think that like anything, you start to uh about your passions, you know, you you're still passionate about things, but you find yourself wanting to grow and evolve even more. So Sometimes, like, I think two or three years ago, I was even more on top of my boxing content. I interview boxers, like, every day, all the time. Now now I'm kind of like, I have done all of that. How do I top it? So I'm trying to evolve, you know, so I, I post more about different sports, different topics, everything. So it just, right. it just, like, I I, see, you I don't want stuff. I saw you on your football game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't want to become complacent or stagnant. So, you know, uh, like I said, I, I pretty much, I'm pretty hands-on with my brand. I do everything. Uh, so I just, like I said, I'm just trying to keep growing and keep building and uh, keep, you know, topping what I did before. Uh, but once again, let people know where to follow Ryan Nico. All right, Champ Side fans, thank you for tuning in. Follow me 
Ryan Nico on Instagram at R-H-Y-A-N underscore Nico is N-E-C-O. And tune in to my YouTube channel. It's called Casually Hardcore uh, with Ryan Nico. But Casually Hardcore will get you there. And uh, yeah, I hope to see y'all, you know, talking and following and subscribing and all of that. Anything else you want the people to know? Or, or anything else you want to say that I may have not touched on? I have one more thing I want to ask, but I'm going to let you do that before. One more thing is, like, we do have this fight coming up on the 30th. It's a lot of good fights on that card. Like, that card is smoking hot fire to me. You know, I'm excited to see uh, young Carmel Moten do his thing. Is he like Oh, the yeah, young for sure. Like, I, I'm excited to see uh, Barrios, Ugas, all of them. Like, I want to see, like... It's going to be some great boxing going on on the 30th. So um, please be sure to tune in and support these people so that we can just keep this sport alive. OK, it's no pressure, but I would like to know how you would introduce me. Oh, I want I want to I want to I want to hear this. Like, I'm just curious. What's, OK, what's your tag? So this is the thing I have felt awkward about. You need that's. Not- no, you like your tag. Like, aren't you like the it's baddest like, brand in the land, champ land side. right? Yeah. Okay, the baddest brand in the land, champ side. And but I don't know, like, my questions would be, well, where are you from? No, 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 no. I'm saying if I was, if I was, if you were introducing me, like, like a boxer, right? Yeah, yeah, basically, kind of. Right. So without, I don't want to without be- all the measurements and the record, you could just say I'm undefeated. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. I'm saying like, but where are you like where is Champ Side based out of? That's the key. Yeah, you could just say I'm hailing from America. I don't know. Cause I'm you are so I'm, low key. You low key. Don't nobody know your name. We don't cool. know where you're from. We don't it's know. Cool. Okay. It's okay. cool. It's cool. No, no. Okay. So you could say I'm representing the USA. Right. Representing the okay. So Right here, we right now, we've got the baddest brand in the land. He comes through, always giving us the facts. He comes through, never slacking on the. Let me start over. <laughs> I'm trying to rhyme. Yeah, no, it's cool. I got you. Uh, what rhyme with what? Yeah, like yeah, put me on. Hold on. I just wanted to see where you're gonna come up with. Uh, I know, right? Okay. Well, right here, right now, we've got some of the best factual boxing information coming from this man right here. They say, and he has proven to be the baddest brand in the land. That is Chipside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. By the way, you were on Detroit News. Was it Detroit? On the new, oh, um, news, the, the segment they did on you. Yeah, they did. Um, it was five. It was a uh, CBS. CBS put CBS Detroit put me on and featured yeah. me. Shout out to Ronnie Duncan for doing that and highlighting the sister. Yeah, as beautiful celebrity status. So I got a, I got a real life celebrity on my channel, y'all. So I appreciate you uh, doing the interview. I appreciate you for your time, and uh, we we would love to have you back. You know what I mean during any fight week or whenever. Uh, yeah. Hello. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on Champ Side. It's a pleasure. And just, you know, more of a just a, a motivator to keep, you know, make me keep going.
All right, family, tune in to Casually Hardcore with Ryan Nico on YouTube. Also, follow her on social media. She's on Instagram as well. Thank you, Ryan, for the interview. Thank you. Thank y'all.